Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Sure is cold today, huh? It's weird. Mm, I got that weather. I love this rain, though. Oh, it's been raining nonstop, and it's the best. That is nice. The high winds are alarming, though, when you hear trees banging against the window all night. Oh, yes. Mm. I have um, this, like, everyone that I work with is extremely basic. Yeah. And so they're constantly all talking about how much they want to, they wish that they were at the beach instead of working, or like, ooh, I'm taking a vacation so I can go to the beach. I'd rather be fishing. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> my other, exactly my other car is a fishing boat. Right. Um, and the thing is, I don't like that at all. And so a couple of times, not in a, like, confronta- confrontational way, but if somebody turns this conversation to me, I'm usually like, eh, that's not really the kind of thing I like. I don't really like sunny weather. I prefer the rain. That's fine. I'm a little bit special, you guys. You're only happy when it rains. (laughs) I'm just happy to let them talk about it because it's so boring and not get involved. But if they want me to be involved, I just say, that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. So now, there's this thing at the company I work at where every time it rains, people are like, oh, Matt must love this, though. And I'm like, oh, God, stop it. You do, though. But you do. You do love it, you sicko. (laughs) But they don't need to say it. They don't, I don't need to know. I already know. It's the best. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Uh, work is about learning one thing about a coworker and then just bringing it up all the time. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Um, but, like, I don't know. It, it It's the same sort of thing as when people are like, oh, you're a man, then you must love sports. That, like, yeah. d- don't... Why, why do we have to put ourselves in these boxes, I guess, is the question. Yeah, you well, get I put that in, deep stuff yeah. with them. You <laughs> put that in your personal ad, though, Matt. Must love sports. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. And then Janine Garofalo, uh... Uma Thurman. Et cetera, et cetera. Yep, et cetera. Blah, blah, blah. You <laughs> get it. <laughs> <sighs> Solid bit of business right there. Yep. <laughs> we almost did jokes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we brought all the ingredients. Time. We brought all the ingredients of the jokes to the listener, <laughs> and they can finish baking them themselves. Yeah, yeah, we're really the blue apron of jokes if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, and prim. Is that anything? No. No. <laughs> I hate it. I know. I'm glad. <laughs> you're not mad. You're actually laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah. Jeff, what'd you do this week? Oh, <laughs> Jeff has been seized by yeah, I got terrible grabbed, fear. Grabbed by the ghoulies. Uh, no, I I went and saw uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ooh, and there's, I'm seeing it tomorrow. So no spoilers. Yeah, there's not much I could say about it without spoiling some of the delightful uh, events of the film. Now, now, do all of the other actors who've ever played Doctor Strange appear in the movie <laughs> alongside him and talk about how their movies were different? Now, first of all, you say this, but there was, like, a made-for-TV Doctor Strange movie in the 70s. Oh, God. I, Why? I don't think the actor from that cameo is, but I also don't know who it is. Uh, they tried to expand the Incredible Hulk TV show into, like, a, a bunch oh, of things. That makes sense. They had mm. Thor in, in one of them. I don't know. No, that must have been bad. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, this uh, this Doctor Strange is fun. It introduces America Chavez, uh, who is one of the, the young Avengers, and it's a, you know a fun a fun romp, some fun cameos. Uh, I forget 
I, I forgot that action movies could have third acts that were, like, outlandish and fun and silly, instead of just being two CGI guys shooting different colored laser beams at each other. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Now, I, how, I want to know why Matt is interested in seeing this movie, knowing that it's a Sam Raimi. Uh, more uh, curiosity. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Jeff okay. got it in one. Okay, good. That's uh, my pressing question. One thing I found surprising and delightful is I forgot that Sam Raimi also very much enjoys to do uh, practical effects in films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that this is uh, the first, people have said, uh, in their opinion, it's the first uh, Marvel movie to have, like, body horror elements to it. I'm like, that's very weird. Uh, I would say that a lot of those people are exaggerating a bit, but there is one particular moment of, like, shockingly gruesome violence, like, that is not, it doesn't go beyond, like, a PG-13 technically, but it is very much like, oh, Jesus, what? (laughs) Well, that probably uh, counts, huh? Is there any extended scenes of heinously gross vomiting? Because that is a <laughs> Sam Raimi uh, <laughs> special. Uh, there are robots that bleed blood, but you don't see the blood come out of them. You just see someone who was fighting the robots covered in robot blood. Oh, okay. Huh. That's the closest I think you get to uh, to prolonged scenes of vomiting. Okay, well, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest... I that that is uh, a complete 180 from my feeling about vom- extended gross vomit scenes. I yeah. love the idea of robots bleeding blood. We've all yeah. lived through extended gross vomit scenes in our own lives, but we uh, mm-hmm. can abstract ourselves from the idea of losing a whole lot of blood. Most of us don't see that. Yeah, we can yeah. abstract ourselves from the idea of fighting a robot until all its blood falls out. <laughs> well, that is a great fantasy, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the, think about it's, it all the time. It's the great fantasy, as Shakespeare wrote. <laughs> Every time you go into an automobile factory where there's those robots building cars, you're just like, oh man, if I could ongbok the shit out of this thing. Uh, it's one of the classic great. conflicts. Man versus nature, man versus blood-filled robot. Florence versus machine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Florence and the machine is in there, my favorite superhero. Uh... <laughs> Oh man, that would be a good superhero name duo. Yeah, it's a it's a girl and that's, a robot. That's basically just uh, what's her name? Um, Star Girl and Straight. Star Girl, yes. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking Starlight because I recently watched The Boys, which is not very good. Oh, I liked that show. Uh, I thought it fixed pretty much every uh, outdated issue that the comic had. But if you haven't read the comic, maybe you just thought it had those issues straight up. So. Uh, yeah, that is possible. I have not read the comic, but, uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not very good, is my feeling on it. Like, mm-hmm. we get it. A, su- a Superman, but he's a fascist. Got it. You don't need to every scene be like, but Superman might come and burn my face off with his laser vision. Like, yeah, I know. I know that that's the whole central conflict. <laughs> Stop talking about it, please. <laughs> <laughs> but have you considered how bad it might be if Superman was a dickhead. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, uh, I recommend to people, go see this Doctor Strange movie if you want to have a fun time with the movies, uh, and then go read the reactions on Twitter, because a lot of uh, MCU weirdos, I think would be the best way to put it, are like mad that this movie didn't have any of the, like, as much of the clickbait rumor 
uh, mill stuff that they expected it to have, which is extremely funny. Like it it's didn't very... introduce uh, side characters, or what do you mean? Like it didn't have like cameos from from characters they expected it to mm, have cameos yeah. from that obviously it wasn't going to have cameos from. Yeah, the thing that's that I think is funny about this is that everyone had different theories, and yeah. if all of those characters had indeed been in the movie, it would have been six hours long. Yeah, there's one I... Uh, there's one that is, like, the most obviously fake. Do you mind if I tell you that this person's not in the movie? I don't, but our audience might. So if you don't want it spoiled, skip ahead 30 yeah. seconds. Uh, so the biggest rumor beforehand was that uh, there would be a, a Tony Stark variant played by Tom Cruise in the movie. And <laughs> there is no Tony Stark in the movie and no Tom Cruise, obviously. Why? Of How would there be? It's, he's the most famous actor in the world! Of course yeah. he's not in Doctor Strange 2 in a cameo. Okay, what are now you you're say- talking about? You're saying this, but his cameo in Tropic Thunder is as insane as what you're talking about. I guess so, but like, Tropic Thunder is a bunch of big name actors kind of like, uh, swinging low for a little bit and having a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't... Isn't that what, it, you, didn't you just describe the entire MCU? <laughs> uh, I think most of them treat it like a serious acting job uh, and then do not enjoy the finished product. <laughs> Whereas Tropic Thunder was like, oh, let's make a fun, audacious, edgy, like, out there movie. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, spoilers, Tom Cruise does not play Iron Man in Doctor Strange 2. I feel like... Now you're, that's very specific wording, as if maybe <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise is in mm, it as someone Jeff's else. in on it. Right, yeah, mm. yeah. Even though I did ten seconds ago say it doesn't have Iron Man and it doesn't have Tom Cruise. Mm. Well, this is the problem, I think, with modern fandoms, which is someone can put a video on YouTube and be like, could the MCU have been hinting at this cameo? And then they have enough clips and parts of interviews to build their case for something like Tom Cruise being in it. And you watch that, and then you're like, wow, I didn't even think about this before, but now I'm convinced this person is right. And then you're disappointed when you see the movie and it's not there. Yeah. It's like, this is based on nothing. No one ever promised that this was going to happen. Yep. I was. I agree with you, Louisa. The internet is a bad idea. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it got him. Uh, I was genuinely shocked when a bunch of the rumors about Spider-Man No Way Home turned out to be true. I was like, I went into that movie being like, there's not going to be a single cameo from an additional, like, there's no multiverse stuff in this. It's nothing. And then it did turn out to be, like, multiverse stuff. I was like, oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised that um, Alfred Molina and uh, what's his face, um, Toby Maguire, Willem Dafoe. Oh. I knew that the other Spider Men would be there because what the fuck else are they doing? But like, Alfred Molina and uh, Willem Dafoe are real actors, and they're very good actors. Yeah, but what is Alfred Molina really... doing? I mean, I, he's not doing anything, but he's good enough that he doesn't need the work, I feel like, as much as an Al- Andrew Garfield mm. does. No offense to Andrew Garfield, but... Well, he was just in uh, the <laughs> the movie adaptation of Tick, Tick, Boom and was getting a lot of, like, Oscar buzz for it. Yeah, but that's not gonna be good. Like, Tick, Tick, Boom <laughs> is a musical. It's gonna be yeah, I, I have no idea about it, but it came out on Netflix, like, last year, and people liked it. So, yep. I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, I Toby Maguire is not up to anything. Uh, those were actually the guys I least expected to be in the movie. 
Hmm. I mean, if you're a savvy director and the rumors are around far enough before you even begin making your movie and people are really, really hype on a certain idea, you kind of, it's like a freebie to just try and do it, right? Yeah, I guess <laughs> But so. the thing is, for something like this, the people making it would have to want the cameo. Fine, they do. The people who would be doing the cameo would have to agree to it. And what's really in it for Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire? I don't know. Money. Yeah, I guess so they... much money. <laughs> the well, thing that... is, it has to be enough money. They only I guess it to... was in the end. <laughs> they only yeah. have to step into their green cre- green screen closet for twenty minutes on a Saturday, and that's their whole part. I know, but if you're an yeah. actor who's trying to move away from this role, this is all anyone's going to talk to you about in interviews for years. I think oh, I don't think Andrew the... Garfield's trying to move away. I yeah, think he wants I... to make a third one of his. Okay. I think it helps that both of them kind of know that the the best thing they ever did was Spider Man, <laughs> and it's been far enough away that's in the past. The secret, I think. That they are like, well, I guess I could revisit this without it uh, boxing me into just being Spider-Man. Yeah, there'll be other Spider-Mans to distract from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and actually, another thing I was surprised about Doctor Strange too. There's like one line that refers to the events of Spider-Man: No Way Home. The trailer <laughs> made it seem like he was going to be punished for doing that spell, but it was just like. Some multiverse problem happens, and he's that someone asks him like, "Hey, do you know? Are you familiar with the multiverse?" He's like, "Yeah, there was a thing with Spider-Man." <laughs> That's it. That's the I like. Think... It's a it's a sequel to primarily Doctor Strange's previous adventures in the Avengers films, and I guess technically Doctor Strange one, and uh, a little bit weirdly WandaVision. But mm-hmm. other than that, it is like not. It's much more standalone than these usually are. I think it's very bizarre, I guess this is grown from the comics, but I think it's very bizarre that the MCU version of Doctor Strange, his whole vibe is like, yeah, who gives a shit? Like, about everything? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I summoned a demon that's gonna eat the entire Earth and kill everyone. Eh, who gives a shit? Like, he's so flippant about everything that you're like, why do I care about what this guy thinks and does? He sucks. That's my problem when I watch the first movie of Doctor Strange. Because yeah. uh, he's just a jaded asshole who loses the great gifts he has and then gets other great gifts and doesn't really have to change very much. Yeah, still is a jaded asshole. I yeah. enjoyed that movie when it was called Iron Man. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. I Yeah, I didn't like the first Doctor Strange. I will say Benedict Cumberbatch can finally do an American accent that isn't uh, distracting <laughs> to the, like, terrible to the point of being very distracting. That's he just needed to do the Lorax first. Was that the one that he did? I have what was no idea. Oh, no, he's the, the Grinch. Grinch. The Grinch, oh, that's yeah. right. Is he American as the Grinch? That seems like another one where you could just let him be British. Oh, who knows? I, they, I, could, they could have fucking let Doctor Strange be British. Exactly. There's no reason he has to be he's, an American. He's uh, a wizard he, in he, uh, robes and a cape and ben, a dress, and you could just ben have him be like... Be, God damn it, Jeff, oh, let me sorry. make my joke! No. <laughs> then he would be Professor Strange, thank you very much. <laughs> I think that's how it works. I think that's how accents and titles work. No, I thought we were talking about. I thought we were talking about the Clue board game. How it's uh, the vicar. Is it the vicar Green in the Cluedo? But then he's what is he? Doctor Green in America. Reverend Green. He's Reverend Green somewhere. Mister Green in the U.S. Yeah, he's just Mister Professor Plum. Yes, but yes, he's a Reverend in Cluedo. That's fine. Why did they change the name of that game? I don't uh, know. Americans don't like the letter O. 
No, I oh. think Cluedo was the uh, the change because it was an American company. Oh, why did they change? Maybe there's already a British game called Clue. Maybe. Maybe the maybe the dough is a clue to who did the murder. Oh, Dio. who's got the initials Do? <clears throat> Doctor Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's obvious that he would do the crime. He's always robbing banks with his uh, giant metal arms that he kills people with. Yep. Uh, Until anyway. you mentioned killing people, I'm like, mm, is that really a crime? Robbing banks? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I mean, uh, crime isn't real, but... <laughs> there, That's a we, bold statement. <laughs> Jen and I just the other day watched the old 1930s Invisible Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd, you, how'd you watch it if it's invisible? Mm. And, um... It was just called the Man Movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam Carolla was there, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, no. I'm envisioning a chilling alternate timeline where the man showed down a full-length movie. <laughs> um, but the premise of it, for anyone who doesn't know, is that a guy who's been experimenting with whatever, chem- pharmaceuticals, figures out a way to inject a thing that makes him invisible... But he doesn't realize that one of the ingredients has been shown to cause insanity in dogs. Uh, and yeah. so, like. So he drives... catches dog insanity? <laughs> uh, That's yeah, called distemper, you know. <laughs> There's a medical name for it. <laughs> it's a real um, bad case of canine insanity. Yeah. What? So, that rules. Uh, so he goes insane, and that's what makes him a monster. Uh, but the things that he does when he's insane, I mean, he murders some people, not great, but he beats up cops and robs banks, and I'm like, fuck, this guy rules. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the best. We all need a little dose of this insanity, am I right, you guys? Yes. Mm. He, he, he does a lot of going, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo, and jumping around and beating up his friend Porky Pig. Yep. That's how you can tell he's insane. It's very funny, though, because throughout the whole movie, he does, like, the most highbrow, posh British accent you've ever heard in your entire life. And then at the end, when spoilers, he gets shot and dies, (laughs) his, like, body fades back into being visible. And he's, like, the actor who's playing him is, like, 19 years old. (laughs) And you're like, I genuinely thought you were 75 from your accent. It's insane. Do you not meet him before he becomes invisible? No, you do not. Oh, that's fun. Pretty clever, yeah. I love when movies could be just weird and inexplicable. Yeah, I was talking about this with Jen last night, that, like, I feel like in the olden days when people made movies of books, they would be like, well, there's no way we can tell a whole book story in a movie anyway, so let's just take the most exciting part and not bother to talk about what happened before or after. Yep. Yeah, fun. Mm -hmm. Not anymore, though. It's not like the old days. Yeah, now you gotta fucking get, give us the origin story for Han Solo's vest and shit. <laughs> uh, not even. Just like, ah, he's been wearing the same clothes for 20 years, who cares? Yeah, oy. Otherwise you won't know it's him. Uh, anyway, Doctor Strange 2, pretty good. Matt, what'd you do this week? Uh, so, as promised, I want to talk a little bit about the new Magic Cards uh, set that was released. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so the, the new set is called The Streets of New Capenna, uh, and it is set in a plane that is uh, a giant sort of 1920s-esque New York-y city vibe. Ah. It's set in a plane that is a giant metal bird that flies yes. through the sky. 
Yes. Um, and the idea is... So, for anyone who doesn't know the lore of magic, I don't blame you, it's stupid, but the idea is that there are people all across the multiverse of madness uh, who get something called the spark and it allows them to uh, teleport between realities Mm -hmm. and whenever they meet someone if they like get to know that person then they can summon a like a an illusory copy of that person to wherever they are anywhere in the multiverse so that's why Mm -hmm. the cards represent like oh i met this person on on the plane of uh, Zendikar, who has the ability to throw spears real good, so I'm gonna summon a ghost version of them to fight for me in this fight. Oh, That's the whole concept. I don't think I ever actually knew how the summoning worked. Like, I knew about the traveling the multiverse and that you represent a planeswalker, but I don't think I ever knew how the spell conjuring fit in with the lore, so that's good to know. Hmm. Yes. I mean, it's very stupid and very clearly, like, backwards engineered <laughs> from the card game. They're oh, like, course. okay, how do we explain this? But that's fine. Um, so the the overarching uh, conflict in the Magic the Gathering universe used to be all of the players workers working against uh, a guy whose name is, uh, what is his name? Ugin? Yes. Ugin uh, and the the other one whose name I can't remember, uh, who are ancient dragon planeswalkers. Nicol Bolas? Nicol Bolas, that's the one. Um, And their whole thing was that they wanted to trap all of the other planeswalkers on a single plane so that they would be the only planeswalkers and they would be able to rule the multiverse or whatever. Fine. Uh, There was a thing called the War of the Spark where the the other planeswalkers worked together to defeat Nicol Bolas and Ugin. However, after that, they stumbled on a plane called Phyrexia, where it's basically the Borg, uh, like, <laughs> the the people there, the, the Praetors, they're called, uh, decided that all organic life was flawed and they needed to replace the flawed parts with machinery. Nah. So then the current conflict is that the Phyrexians are uh, traveling from universe to universe, uh assimilating all of the organic life on every plane into this, like, cyborg collective. And the concept of this new set is there's only one plane that has managed to repel the Phyrexian invasion, and it is New Capenna. And so all the other planeswalkers are like, well, we need to go to New Capenna and figure out how they did that. So that's the whole concept. Uh, (laughs) And then it's a speakeasy when they get there. That's the weird part to me. (laughs) Spoilers. uh, The the reason is because the the daughter of one of the big crime families is actually an angel. And she has a magic (laughs) ability that allows her to exude this fluid called (laughs) Halo... Uh, and it's sort of like a drug that you can take, but when you do it, it makes you, like, super duper magical. I honestly thought you were gonna say that the reason they can resist the Phyrexian invasion is because they're low-tech. No, that's, they're the highest tech of that we've seen oh, so man. far besides Phyrexia. Oh yeah, I guess because it's mostly, like, medieval fantasy, fantasy stuff. type yeah. stuff. I guess, I guess, um, Kamigawa is, was like a cyberpunk plane so that was pretty high tech as well yeah well only the only the return to the original was i think just samurai times yes it was and it, it was mostly about like uh ninja shintoism turtles. oh yep ninja turtles and shintoism <laughs> okay. yeah. so uh anyway yes so the 
the idea here is that it's sort of like the prohibition era speakeasies except instead of drinking booze they're drinking this magical uh stuff called halo and at how some much point does in... she exude yeah well <laughs> okay. that's the question isn't it <laughs> all right we don't have um, to get into it she's I mean, like I, the slurm queen at no point does anyone <laughs> explain in what way she exudes this fluid i think the implication is that she like touches a vat of liquid and it becomes holy water. Oh, okay. Oh, this is how they get around, like, a magical uh, uh, bathtub gin situation, right? Yes, exactly. Um, So anyway, it's it's very fun to see... So the way that these, these sets work in general is that usually there's, like, two or three of the planeswalkers that you know about in fiction are are present on this plane and so you see a version of their card that is for this universe. Is this your card? (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so it's very fun to see these characters who have previously been, you know, only in medieval high fantasy stuff now wearing, like, feather boas and flapper outfits and things. Mm -hmm. So I'm digging that. Um, the, the, The problem I'm having with it is that it's extremely bought in on the concept of the three color shards that was previously introduced in Shards of Alara. And what I mean by that is, usually when you're building a magic card deck, you build it around two colors, because it's very hard to get a mana base that will support three colors, because you need to have a lot of different types of lands out that will allow you to generate the mana you need. Mm -hmm. So... The Wizards of the Coast are trying to push people to to play three color decks by adding more cards that require all three colors of mana to cast them, mm-hmm. and lands that generate three different colors of mana. But it's still not fun. <laughs> Some people like it. I don't understand why. It seems like like the fun part for me about magic cards in general is that all of the different colors genuinely do different things. So you can be like, I want, I would like to play a deck that allows me to instantly kill anything that my opponent uh, summons. Then I want to play a black deck. That's what black does. Mm-hmm. I want to cr- play a deck where it's just a bunch of big, dumb monsters, and I just have them rush at the enemy, and that's their whole deal. I want to play a green deck. Mm-hmm. W- once you get into the, like, I'm playing a red and green and white deck, like, what does that even mean? You can summon Santa Claus. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas (laughs) pretty good. Um, Yeah, so you know. Yeah, too much. I I hate when uh, games. There's always that sweet spot for me with games where it's like, here's four abilities. I'm like, yeah, I've got it. And they're like, now we're gonna above that up to six. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to go up that far. That's too many. I'm trying to enjoy myself. I really fear the day when Pokemon introduces third types. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that's too many. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that gets very complicated as soon as you introduce that. Yeah, yeah. I was just playing Rogue Legacy two, uh, which is fine if you like Rogue Legacy. I don't recommend it, but it's fine. Um, but I was thinking about how one of the reasons why I've never really gotten into the Rogue Legacy games is because there's just like one too many buttons that you need to mm. use. <laughs> I always forget, like, oh, I've got a special ability and a magic power. Like, I need to remember to use both of them, but I never do. It's too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I feel like the reason that that happens, like, the reason that they set that up for themselves is 
because it has the first one has that pixel look. So you're like, this is going to be as simple as a Super Nintendo game, and then it's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but even with, like, Elden Ring, I don't know, some people got really into it, but, like, I never did the the shield, like, defend to, to counterattack. I never did that once in the entire game. Oh, I'm not good enough at dodging to not do that. <laughs> oh, see, dodging is the only thing I ever did. Oh, see? I just did constant dodging and then throwing spells from a distance. That was my whole vibe through the whole game. It's a complicated enough game, I think, that it supports different playstyles, where Rogue Legacy is not. (laughs) It's a much simpler game, and so you have to use all the buttons. Yes. Yeah, I mean, are there people who like that, who are like, oh man, you know, there's the four shoulder buttons, and the four face buttons, and the, the sticks, and the pad, and all of them do different things, and I like that? Does anyone like that? In a 2D game, I don't like that, because I don't want to control a 2D game with the control stick. Yeah. Uh, Although I guess that was, I feel like, less of a problem for me with Metroid Dread. Uh, Jeff, I hate to break this to you, but all games are 2D. Oh, got him. Mm. (sighs) (sighs) Jeff has to quit the podcast now. (laughs) Two two axes of movement for the character. (laughs) Yes. Although I guess I don't mind it if it's like a top-down, like, there is analog movement, like Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2 type thing. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. The thing that bothered me about Elden Ring was that you needed to use the the left joystick to move your character, but then the the left directional pad that was right under the left joystick was how you, like, queued up items to use Mm. and so and like the way that game works you're often running away from something while you really 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 need to use an item right now (laughs) so i would have to reach over with my other hand to push the d-pad while i was running yeah that's that's uh, not great design it's strange i feel like a lot of the strangest things about that game are just because it's a dark souls yeah Anyway, we're talking about Elden Ring for the fifth week in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so I, heard, anyway. I heard just this week that you can't pause that game. What a fucked up ma- magic they decided to use there. Sort That's of. True. I mean, if you rest on a side of grace, nothing bad can happen to your character. That is pausing. Yes, yeah, although but... I found that that's not entirely true, because if you start to rest in a site of grace while something very terrible is just about to happen to you, <laughs> you still get fucked up. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, so the Streets of New Capenna magic set is pretty good. It's very fun to look at. Not as fun to play as I'd hoped it would be. Um, right now, I'm mainly playing as a family called the Cabaretti, who are uh, animal people, and their whole mechanic is summoning a bunch of token animals to fight with, uh, and it's fine. So are these uh, different families uh, trying to gain control of New York, as crime families did really at the time? Yes, although they, as was the case in real life, they are nominally aligned with one another, yeah. but secretly like working to undermine each other. So there's a there's a group of like subterfuge spy people. There's a group of party boys. That's the cabaretti that I play as. Uh, there's a group of like. The the best one is the Riveters, which are just the workers, like, mm-hmm. striking. Um, and that's very fun. 
they That's there's good. a lot of people in there whose names are like professional face breaker <laughs> <laughs> his whole ability is to punch people in the face until they give him money her uh, money? I think it's a woman. Anyway. I like that there's Party Boys. I think that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Party Boys is definitely the fun one, because they've got the best outfits. That's why I'm playing as the that group. Although the leader of them is a guy who's just a big, fat cat demon with horns. Oh, the <laughs> fat cat looks... down in Tommy Hall. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, so on the nose. Uh, are they uh, Jay Gatsby types? Is that what we're thinking of? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. 100%. You want to be a Nick Carraway. You want to be an observer who's too smart to get caught up in it, but kind well, of dumb enough to get caught up in it. There's a family called the Observers, so there you go. <laughs> Actually, they're called the Obscura, but, you know. Tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right, Louisa, what did you do this week? This week I watched all the TV show Severance. Mm, have you know. guys both watched it? I can't remember. I have not it. yet. Okay. It is so depressing. <laughs> and yes. I was worried ahead of time. It's just a guy's show. And what I mean by that is, a lot of times, men that I a know... real lad mag. <laughs> ...will get super excited about a very depressing, sort of action thriller type of TV show with no emotional resonance whatsoever that leaves mm-hmm. you feeling cold and empty after you watch it. And yes, that is what Severance is. And now <laughs> I understand why so many men have told me this is the best show and I definitely need to watch it. Emma was the one who recommended it to us. <laughs> I, yes, I found that out after, but this is after all these men were saying, oh, you have to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, if you're interested in a thriller, I think it's good. I don't know if I'm going to watch the second season. Of course, it'll be a year, maybe over a year till we get a second season, but... Man, this is a depressing show. Do you think it's ironic that a show that is, like, about office foibles... I've not seen the show. I don't know if that's actually what it's about. um, Is, like, such a man thing, whereas Ted Lasso, which um, should be such a man thing because Mm -hmm. it's about British soccer hooligans, is actually the most emotionally impactful show of the past year? Uh, Maybe... I think also I've narrowed something down for myself, which is that I like sci-fi fantasy. I don't like straight sci-fi, I think. Because this show Dude. is pure sci-fi. Only in that gay sci-fi. <laughs> you don't know when... I mean, when... that's not incorrect. <laughs> yeah, that's always better. Uh, but you don't know exactly when this show is set, but I believe it's meant to be pretty contemporary to now. Although okay. it gives you a weird feeling, like, um, you see cars, and all the cars you see appear to me to be from, like... Lightning the, McQueen. From, like, the 90s or older. Oh, I see. And I'm like, they're, I think they're just trying to set some weird atmosphere here, because they all have, like, modern cell phones, so... I don't yeah. know. I feel like there's been a weird trend in television lately of trying to make your show seem, dis- like, out of place in time. Yeah, I think that might be going on here. We talked about this with Sex Education, of how all the costumes are, like, late 80s, early 90s, even though it's very obviously set in modern day. I thought kids were doing that now, and I'm just not in touch with them. Kids they're, are up to. They're not. Okay. They're not. Okay. Kids, kids do nothing but wear sweatpants and hoodies and the same ones every day. <laughs> and mullets. <laughs> Fucking mullets. Yeah. Uh, but um, this show is, like I say, a contemporary, the science fiction that's involved, like, it it feels plausible that that stuff could be happening in a world like ours, it just isn't. But a lot of it, um, there's this shadowy organization, we don't know what they're up to, all their technology seems to be from, like, the 70s and no later, which mm. I can't tell if they're going to address that at some point or not, 
But it's oh, like- oh, and then Loki gets there, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, we need to <laughs> police the timeline or whatever. Yeah. But it's the kind of show where... Like with Lost, you're like, are they going to explain this or not? I don't know. Because it could go either way. There's a 50-50 chance on whether they will explain it or not. Was Lost straight sci-fi? I feel like it was. You think that there was fantasy elements? With the smoke monster? Yeah, I think they got into fantasy. Didn't they explain that the smoke monster was a polar bear or some shit? (laughs) No, No, I I think the polar bear was different than the smoke monster. Yeah, we we saw the smoke monster kill Mr. Echo that one time. Spoilers. Yes, I, yeah. Um, I, I guess, but wasn't it all from a time machine? Also, spoilers, the smoke monster was just from the time machine. I guess all of it is that they're in the afterlife or some shit. I haven't seen that movie, that show in a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of it, none of the things in it matter or have narrative importance because... That's the, true. The twist is that none of it happened. <laughs> But I feel like with all the ancient Egyptian gods, symbolism and stuff, they they got into fantasy as well as sci-fi, yeah. I would say. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, I guess. And uh, this show is purely sci-fi. Like, none of it would be supernatural. To me, this, uh, to me, Severance feels like, what if The Office was a horror movie? Which yeah. I, I think is a fun idea. Like, what would you have to change about it to make it, like, really... <laughs> Uh, thought-provoking sci-fi horror. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I did a disservice to the show by watching it all in a week. There's only nine episodes, but it maybe needed more space than that. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I had fun. I had fun with it. I also am mad that it ends in a cliffhanger, because uh, yeah. I don't like when shows do that. It feels manipulative. Yeah. yeah, we were, um, when Jen and I watched all of uh, Starstruck last week, as I talked about, we were both very excited at the fact that every season ends in a very narratively satisfying way, because they don't know if they're going to get another season. Yeah, I was looking that up. They still don't know if they're going to get another yep. season. <laughs> so, if you want an antidote to Severance, watch Starstruck. <laughs> very yes. funny. Yes, that worked for me, because I've seen the first season. I didn't want to talk about it, because I haven't seen the second yet, all of it. Yeah. It is good, though, right? Yes. And if you like a thriller, I do recommend Severance. I do think it's a very well-made show. It's just quite depressing to me, and I don't feel like I care about the characters enough. I feel like I should care about them more than I do. Do you guys think this movie, Men, is going to be good? Yes. I think it's going to be uh, really, really good. Alex Garland has only made good movies so far. I haven't seen Annihilation, so I don't know. Louisa, for your reference, it's, yeah. or for our, the audience's reference, uh, it is a movie by the guy who made Annihilation and The Witch? Ex Machina. Ex Machina, that's the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he's like a sort of a tense thriller expert. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it is about a woman who her abusive ex-husband dies and she like tries to take a, a vacation to deal with her emotions of being grateful he's dead, but also like feeling bad that she's grateful he's dead kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a man or a group of men who are like stalking her in this little country village that she's staying in. And I mean, the trailers don't really say what happens, but it seems very mm. scary. Um, but interestingly, there are apparently several female characters in the movie, uh, but there are many male characters, but they are all played by the same actor. Hmm. Okay. As, as like a, I guess, sort of a 
counterpoint to the not all men concept. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but all of these men are this abuser, even though they're different people, you know? Interesting. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm interested in seeing that because I thought Ex Machina was great, got Domhnall Gleeson and Oscar Isaac before they were, like, major superstars. Uh, Alicia Vikander, I think, made her big debut there. And then Annihilation was just, like, hey, what if, uh, what if Alien was, like, an abstract painting? <laughs> just so bizarre and, like, colorful and weird and creepy. Loved it. Hmm. Okay. So... I've been seeing trailers for it, and I'm like, am I going to enjoy watching this because it will have important and interesting things to say, or is this going to make me highly uncomfortable because it's just going to be watching a woman being treated very horribly by a bunch of men who are all the guy who played Frankenstein in Penny Dreadful? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is a a secret sequel to to Frankenstein. (laughs) Yeah. He's also the guy who played the twin brothers on Our Flag Means Death that uh, that Steve Bonnet uh, kills. Spoilers, I guess. Oh, that guy. The guy who's from Black Mirror. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, the end of the trailer for men, except it brings up the title Frankenstein, and then an S fades in. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein's coming to theaters this summer. And then it becomes a dollar sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question mark after it. Yeah. Frankenstein's? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we talking about? I don't know. Anyway. The other day there was a question on Jeopardy where they showed a picture of a person's face and they're like, this philosopher believed in the pointlessness of existence and that all life is meaningless. Uh, and I didn't know the answer, but the uh, the the contestant answered correctly and said it was Wittgenstein. And I turned to Jen and I said, actually, I believe that it's Wittgenstein's monster. (laughs) I was very proud of that joke. Jen did not find it funny. It's weird that it wasn't Nietzsche, huh? Yeah, well, there's more than one nihilist philosopher. Hmm. Yeah, but that's... That's not what the internet's been telling me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I recommend Severance if you're interested in a thriller. I think you would enjoy it. Uh, Matt, what did you do this week? I already talked about it. Oh, burn! Shit. Get her ass. But I could do other things. I uh, watched um, <laughs> something else, probably. You, you immediately lost that prompt. <laughs> I see. Yep. I mean, I did watch The Boys, which I talked about very briefly as well, and thought it was fine. Yes. I really wish that Carl Urban was, like, given something else to do. <laughs> I feel like he's either Bones from Star Trek or... Like Mad Max, those are the two. He was not in Mad of... Max. No, but his character in The Boys is just Mad Max. Mm. His character in Thor was kind of Mad Max too. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> he always plays one of those two roles. I liked when he was Judge Dredd, but I guess that is basically just Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. Also, he never gets to play an Australian person, and that's sad. His guy in Thor Ragnarok was kind of Australian. <laughs> he was from Asgard! <laughs> yeah, but, like, none of the Asgardians are from Asgard. They all They're got weird all from accents. Australia. Holy shit, I'm just realizing yeah. now how many of the... <laughs> well, uh, two, I guess... Two of them. But, two of them, but... <laughs> yeah, that's more than any of the other yeah, nationalities true. of well, Asgardians. Anthony Hopkins and Idris Elba Wait! Kate Blanchett! Is she also oh, Australian? Yes. Is yeah, she from Kate New Zealand? Blanchett. I think she's Australian. I think she's Australian as well. 
Um, who's the woman who plays um, his mom? I don't know. She's oh, somewhat famous, right? I remember her, yeah. She's American, Claire I believe. Something. No, no she which was BBC in, drama was she in? Louisa? She was in Tin Cup. She was in Get Shorty. Uh, yeah. Oh, what is her name with the curly hair? Oh, I'm going to lose my mind. Donna. Ambitious. Poor <laughs> mom actress. Renee Russo. There oh, we go. yeah, that's a famous name. Yeah. Uh, what about her? Yeah, she's she's American. Uh, I was I didn't know if maybe she was Australian. I don't really know anything yeah. about her. Okay. <sighs> anyway, is Anthony Hopkins British? I wasn't sure if he was English Welsh. or Scottish. He's oh, Welsh. Welsh. Mm. The worst type of British. Boo! You, Jeff. Jeez, <laughs> Jeff. I know. I know. Yeah, Jeff. You should know all types of British are the worst type of British. <laughs> uh, no, I think Scottish is fine because they reject British. <laughs> I mean, so eh. does most of Ireland. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. And I don't think Scottish is fine. Like, we're all like, Scotland is like, if you're British, but cool. Like, Scotland also got rich on colonialism, let's not forget. They're pretending yeah, they don't now, fair. but they did. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Anyway, what do we do on the show? What is the point of it? So the point of the show, in theory, is that we go to WikiHow... Uh, and we go to the suggested articles page and put a random word into the topic suggestions bar so that we can get a list of topics that people have asked for uh, articles about in WikiHow. And then we don't write those articles. Instead, we tell you about it on here. Uh, so the word this week is cry. Hooray! Yes. I like it. Yeah, I was afraid it was going to be too sad, but there's only one, there's only two uh, ones on here that are actually the word cry. We can knock those out real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to cry uncle in a backyard boxing match. <laughs> what a weird way to put that in a weird thing to ask about. <laughs> speaking, unless, speaking of juggalos. <laughs> unless you're boxing your uncle. Ah, oh, damn it. We weren't speaking of juggalos on the show, were we? No, that was we before. Damn it. We're, we're always kind of speaking of juggalos. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, how do you do it? Don't you just uh, put your hand up in the air to indicate that you're done? You, you say uncle. Thing- Here's the thing that I think is interesting. I think that both of you are right, but I also think this is maybe the most important thing to get established before the fight starts. Yeah. Yeah. How do you you end the fight? If you think the fight is going to stop when you raise your hand or whatever, and the other person doesn't know about that rule, (laughs) that's not good for you. Uh, My first question is, are there backyard boxing matches? I've heard of backyard wrestling this I have not heard of. Yeah, I I don't. Maybe it's like with the rise of MMA, now we, we do backyard boxing. We do backyard MMA. Oh, man. You have to do it on a trampoline. That's the only way to get the, the a ring set up. It's a real suburban sport. Yep. Oh, you guys are just designing a new Nintendo fighting game. <laughs> oh, I like that concept, too. This is all fun. <laughs> I am so mad that the what was that one that came out on the Switch the fighting game arms? with the spring arms yeah, yeah arms that could why wasn't that good to me why wasn't I, yeah, that appealing know. to me it was, people seemed to love it for a minute there it was fine I didn't I don't think it had very long lasting appeal especially not why because not? it's more fun with the motion controls and a lot of people just don't like using those. Yeah, motion controls are bad and suck. Yeah, see? <laughs> I mean, that, but that's just true. Yeah, I mean, some people like them. Yeah, you're re- you are the reason that, that game failed, Matt. You are oh, the problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I accept that. 
Uh, uh, okay, the other one that's actually cry is how to cr- cr- how to cry convincingly when acting. Uh, the, pinch the yourself. Key, the key word here is convincingly. Have you mm-hmm. ever cried from being pinched, Jeff? Uh, I probably would cry if I was pinched now because I'm a grown adult and that would suck. <laughs> You're like, people aren't allowed to do this to me anymore. I can't believe this. <laughs> I feel like getting pinched just makes you angry, doesn't it? Mm, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, though. Because mm-hmm. you sure. cry so much. Because <laughs> I, I won't stop crying. <laughs> it would be very scary if the Incredible Hulk was crying while he was smashing. Oh my god. <laughs> Chilling. <Yeah. laughs> uh, how do you then? Do you think of something sad? That's what actors say, but that seems very difficult to do. It, it very much depends on what uh, school of acting you studied. What, like the yeah. the thing that I think sucks is when people are like, yeah, I just always think about this one sad thing and it makes me cry. Like, a that can't be true. Like, the, even the saddest thing in the world, if I thought about it every day for months, I would eventually get like desensitized to it, right? I think so. I think Maybe. I would. I don't know. Uh, but also, b like. I don't know. I, in my when I studied theater in college, my uh, attitude towards it was that you should be so invested in your characters, like believing you are the character, that if the character would cry, you should be inclined to cry in the moment as well, because you are being that character. You are empathizing with yeah. what's happening to them so much. You're seeing Aerith die, and you are crying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that is what I think about when I need to cry. <laughs> that low-poly <laughs> stick figures collapsing into a lake full of magic or whatever the fuck was happening in that scene. Uh, yeah. Was Final Fantasy VII one of the ones where you could pick names for your characters in your party? Yes. Mm. So sometimes you would be watching uh, Eris die and it would not be sad because her name would be like Bumpus or something. <laughs> <laughs> What you need to do, this is a this is something that my uncle who works at Nintendo told me. Mm, about uh, this PlayStation is, game? Cool, go yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Is that if you made uh, Aerith's name Sephiroth mm. in that scene, then you, it would just instantly win you the game. Yeah, because everything that... Uh, she's rubber and he's glue, and everything he does to her bounces off her and goes back to you. Him. Um... <laughs> There's a fun cheat in uh, Stardew Valley where every item has, like, a, a code in the back end to, to say when to spawn it. Mm-hmm. And if you name your cow, uh, like, brackets, and then the number uh, that corresponds to a certain item, and then close brackets, every time you talk to the cow, it's like, good morning, that name, and then it spawns the item. <laughs> That's <laughs> really good. Like yeah, it's that. great. So you can have a, a cow that every time you pet it, it spits out like a radioactive brick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's yeah. such a fun little little hack. I'm always trying to make this happen for myself in the real world, but mm-hmm. they don't let you name the cows anymore. Nope. That's <laughs> in how the they real get world, you. yeah. That is how they get you. <laughs> yeah. Those, those bastards at CNN... I don't know. I don't, what are we mad about? <laughs> yeah, uh, the liberal CNN. media getting, getting rid of our ability to name cows. <laughs> if, there's right. one, if there's one group of people that I think I associate the most with rural America, it's CNN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. They don't stand for rural America because they don't yeah, want us to name it our cows. For mm-hmm. Cow naming network. 
Uh, excellent. <laughs> okay, so now that we are done with cry yeah. as a standalone word, we need to talk a lot about how to decrypt things, because <laughs> oh, man. more than half of the remaining ones are how to decrypt Sony movies. Why would that be different from decrypting any other kind of movie? Oh, they have different, they have weird copy protection. Do they really? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know, just download it from somebody who's already decrypted it, right? That's the way to do it. Yeah, stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. How to decrypt passwords, how to decrypt encrypted files, how to decrypt DVDs. I feel like decrypting everything was solved by Alan Turing, right? With the Enigma machine? (laughs) Yeah, when he invented artificial intelligence. No, that's, that's that's what happened, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're thinking of Isaac Asimov. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking of Sir Isaac Newton. Mm-hmm. And they are all played by Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, Ooh, that's true. <laughs> yep. Did you see that thing where Claire Foy is that the woman who played the Queen in the Crown? Yes, one of them. Okay. The young, Did you young see queen, that yeah. Claire Foy is now in another? Uh, movie called A Very British Scandal playing another posh British woman who's struggling with her husband <laughs> being a shithead. No, but that's very funny. <laughs> Is that all she's ever going to be able to do now? She was little Dorrit in uh, that uh, Dickens adaptation. That was pretty good. I oh, liked no. her in uh, Unsane, which was <laughs> a movie that Steven Soderbergh shot in secret in, like, the summer of 2017 on iPhones. In uh, secret from the actors? <laughs> in secret. Was it while they were making another movie? <laughs> no, it's just, like, he's a famous enough director that you would know in the industry if Steven Soderbergh was making a movie, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't, like, announce it. He was just like, well, I'll do this in my spare time. Okay. Um, but that movie's pretty good, except she cannot for the life of her do an American accent. Mm. Well, she's so good at doing that incredibly weird, uh, posh person British accent that she's already got lots of accents under her belt, is, I guess, the point. It's true. We need to figure out a way to get them out from under that belt. <laughs> what? She's got the accent. She's keeping those accents under her belt. The yeah. show's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Falling? <laughs> uh, huh. See, Matt, you got super excited about Decrypt. A lot of these are Decrypt. I'm yes. super excited about how a lot of them are crystals. Oh, okay, here we go. How to crystallize a cell phone. Now, going back to what we talked about before, isn't this what Annihilation was about? Yeah, aren't crystallizing cell phones. Mm-hmm. Aren't all solids crystallized? Isn't that what crystallized means? Ooh, makes you think. I think that only is what it means in a cooking sense with sugar. I mean, that's what it means in a physics sense. Like, anything that's solid, a solid is a crystal, I think. That sounds crazy, to be honest. I think it has to have a specific uh, repeating structure to be a crystal. Yeah, that makes more sense. But, like... Like, wood isn't a crystal. Anytime anything solidifies, that a liquid turns into a solid, it's crystallizing, though. I think it also has to be inorganic. Huh. Mm, that's a good point, because, like, if you if you have gelatin set, you wouldn't say that that, that had crystallized. That's because it's a semi... Newtonian, non-Euclidean. Uh huh. Go on. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et joke. 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 Ooh, I nailed it. I got it right. Uh, crystal is a solid whose constituents are arranged in a highly ordered microscopic structure. Oh, very nice. Okay. Uh, they form so... a crystal lattice that extends in all directions. Whatever that means. 
I'm very excited about the idea of a liquid crystal display, somehow extrapolating further and further outside of a phone, but what I think this means is, how do you glue a bunch of crystals to your phone? Okay. Yeah, it's well, depressing. And the answer is, you just No do one it. uses a liquid crystal display anymore. Like, I know, so I know, insane. I know. But we like the idea of crystals and electronics. We have for a long time. Since yeah. the 50s, maybe? Is that when those started? I don't remember. I mean, this is the thing that's crazy, is that, like, radios still work on crystals. Yeah. Like, clocks still work on crystal vibrations. It's It's pretty insane. That's so weird! Yeah, that's literally magic that we've decided to harness, clocks. Yeah! I can't believe that, to this day, the most accurate timekeeping on Earth is, well, I guess radioactive decay is more accurate, but almost the most accurate is just... Hey, this crystal vibrates at the same frequency forever. <laughs> what? Yeah. That shouldn't mm. work. That sounds like hippie new age garbage, but it's real. <laughs> yes. See, we were uh, making fun of the ICP before for saying they don't know how magnets work, <laughs> and that explains God. But I kind of feel like magic is real because of liquid crystal display <laughs> clocks, <laughs> I have to say. Just the clocks? Well, anything. We've, we've, that, we've had just the display? That's the figure of Prespa? <laughs> Well, I like the liquid crystals, because what does that even mean? That's an oxymoron right there. I imagine because of the hyphen in liquid crystal, it's referring to, like, a mixture of crystals and liquid. Mm, I disagree. I'm pretty sure what it actually is, is that it's a liquid until you run a current through it, and then it crystallizes and becomes a crystal. Well, the important thing is, none of us know if we're saying anything that means anything, or if we're just making stuff up. Yeah, but that's true of life. (laughs) Really makes you think. Yeah. Uh, how do you cast acrylic? That's tough. You're going to get air bubbles. You're going to need to put it in a uh, low air pressure chamber because that draws air bubbles out of setting liquids. Could you just tap it on the counter like you do when you're making, like, jello? Uh, short answer, yes. Long answer, probably not going to work very well. Huh. Okay. Yeah. What if you got one of those vibrating tables like they use to, like... Oh, for ice. S- settle ice? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, that could also do it. Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, the thing is, you just need to build a complicated piece of equipment to make you uh, get no air bubbles in your acrylic. I can't believe you jumped off of the crystal thing so fast before we talked about how to crystal gaze. It's all right there in the name. Yeah, but like... Get crystal, gaze. (laughs) Can you do it in the crystals that aren't crystal balls? It's gotta be a crystal ball. Looking, if you picked up a fucking, like, piece of quartz and was like, I'm gonna read your future, you'd be arrested. <laughs> no, I would, uh, I would trust that person more. Huh. Especially if well, it was mounted on the end of a staff. What if it was one of those salt lamps? Ooh, Ooh. I like that. I could gaze at one of those forever. Yeah. What is the point of those? Are they... Is it that the salt, when it gets hot, smells good? Or, like, what does it do? It's for it's your horse to Yeah. It's supposed to send ions into the air to bind with uh, harmful toxins, I think. Yeah, it gets gets all of the night air out of the miasma that's ruining your health. (laughs) Sends ions into the air. What is that? In what way? None of it means anything, Matt. It's all made up. Of course none of it means anything. (laughs) Sharper Image will sell you those, like, ion fans. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I think this is meant to be a low-tech way to do that naturally, and all these words are in quotations because it's all made up. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. It's weird um, that- I like to believe that this how to crystal gaze question is asking about doing like cold reading mm. uh, like grifts. Yes. <laughs> that I'm very into discussing. Make vague leading statements. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, try to learn learn some surprising statistics of like did you know that 80% of people have a great grandfather who lost a finger in an accident? I think they talked about that on Stop Podcasting Yourself. But <laughs> um like if you can figure out that kind of thing, then you can make some wild predictions that people will be shocked are actually true. Yeah, I like this tactic. Uh, and then don't air on television any of the ones that you got wrong, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is definitely true. Like, try to... Don't tell I'm... any. Don't tell anyone what your name is before you start crystal gazing. Wait until they're convinced that you have magic, and then be like, and this was a reading by the magical Matt Heron! Because then, if you get it wrong, you can be like, yeah, my name is Jeff Kowalski, goodbye, <laughs> and then you just kick him out of your shop, done. You throw yeah. down a smoke bomb, <laughs> you get yeah. out of there. Put a Yelp interview, uh, Yelp review up there for Chick-fil-A. I'm Chick-fil-A the, the wizard, and I did a bad job. Uh, has there been a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race called Chick-fil-A yet? Because that's a pretty good one. Probably, right? That is that's a pretty good one. That's a funny one, you guys. <laughs> Matt, are you going to have to start doing drag so that you can use that good name you just thought of? I don't think that I'm outgoing enough to do drag. I mean... Also, I don't want to shave my beard. Also, you don't have to be named Chick-fil-A and draw all that negative attention to yourself. No, the whole drag culture is all about making the people who would be made uncomfortable by drag culture uncomfortable. I feel like Chick-fil-A would be so mad if there was a famous drag queen called Chick-fil-A, and that's exactly what you would want. And I feel like the audiences would also be mad at first. They'd be like, boo, Chick-fil-A, I have negative associations, and you don't want that. Yeah, but I think part of of it is also that uh, you want to sometimes make people a little mad. Mm -hmm. That's probably true. (laughs) Even in the audience, to show who the squares are. Yep. Yeah, you gotta really push the envelope, etc. Yep. You really have to Wong Fu from Julie Newmar. Thanks for everything. What? <laughs> that didn't go so good. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. <laughs> you almost got there, is the important part. I mean, I got it in the wrong order, but you get it. Yeah, you cracked no, a don't. couple blocks away, but we can walk the rest of the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you don't know this? I don't even... The rest of the distance that we're walking, I don't even know what town we're in. <laughs> Have you, you know heard about of the movie? You yeah. know about Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? I have heard of it. And then they made, like, an American knockoff of it called To Wong Fu, Th- Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. That I didn't Patrick know. Swayze and Wesley John Leguizamo. And, jo- and Wesley Snipes, yes. I did not know about that one. Well, now you know. The more you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yep. Um... Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is genuinely a pretty good movie. Yes. Hugo Weaving as a drag queen is great, and everyone should watch that movie. Yes. Maybe someday. And a young Guy Pierce is a guy who basically wants to die. Yeah, he sucks so bad. Yeah, but he's having such a hard time. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm surprised that none of the stuff on this list has to do with cryptocurrency. Well, there's one that's um, how to become a cryptologist. I assume that that's... No, that's like a, an Alan Turing. You solve yeah. encryptions. Uh, do they even do that anymore? It's just computers now, right? Probably. There's not like people who do that. There's probably people who have to write the algorithms to uh, beat the computers. 
They probably call themselves cryptologists if they make up, like, puzzle games for newspapers and stuff, though, right? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, or if they are, like, very sure that they can find a picture of Bigfoot. (laughs) That's a different... No. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I like... This is my favorite one because I don't know what it means at all. How to change from Scryer to Aldor. Hmm. It's gotta be... I mean, this is some, like, Renfair or, like, uh, <laughs> like MMORPG shit, right? I was gonna make that joke because I was sure that they're, like, programming languages or some shit. I think... I don't know. Well, I could see Scryer and Alder as, like, classes in a Guild Wars or something. Yeah, just ask your Dungeon Master or your Guild Leader. He'll probably yeah. let you do it as long as you don't get 2 OP. I know what a scryer is. What do we say that the job description Aldor is? Uh, it's probably like an alderman, mm, but uh, it's gender neutral. <laughs> it's it's the greeter at the big box general store. It's an Aldor, but then the last uh, vowel is an X, <laughs> so that it's gender neutral. <laughs> Was it Aldor the guy who uh, carried around Bran in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Didn't Macbeth become the Thane of Aldor? Mm, pretty good. <laughs> uh, my favorite British comedy, I think, is probably Black Aldor. <laughs> uh, I was so upset uh, when they changed from Scryer to Aldor in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It's true. Also pretty good. Yep. Oh, man. It's definitely British. We all agree on that, right? I mean, Aldor isn't a word, I don't think. <laughs> you, that's the thing that's fucking me up. Not with that attitude, it's not. Mm, yeah, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Oh, did you guys see the... Oh, yeah, Jeff, you posted about the new Doctor yeah. Who. We got that new Doctor Who. Very exciting. Good for him. Talk, speaking of drag queens, he plays a drag queen in Sex Education. Huh. Mm, I should probably watch that show, but I also say that every time there's a new Doctor Who, and then I never watch the show that they draw. <laughs> uh, Sex Education is very good, and you should watch it. I mm, assume that you're correct. <laughs> um, I get so mad about programming languages. I'm looking at the last one on the list, how to encrypt Azurius, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is a programming language. Cause I'm assuming Actually, that's a are. magic cards thing. <laughs> is it? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sorry, it could be. You have to tap uh, one any color mana and two black mana to play encrypt Azurius. Yeah. Uh, and then that allows you to uh, exile target land. But I'm so mad, oh, man. man. exiling a land would be overpowered, Jeff. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well. I'm so mad when nerds online talk about, uh, oh, I'm learning to program in, like, sorcery, or I'm working on a new uh, thing in beef stew. And it's like, they had to name them names of things that sound interesting because the computers are so fucking boring. <laughs> Like, I mean, how you dare have to, you, you have pretend to blame, that it's magic? You have to blame Android for this, for making all of their builds be named after delicious desserts. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I've told you already my problems about trying to look up recipes for homemade marshmallows, and it's all people building fucking phones? Who cares? Um, I blame androids for all of this, because I'm a human supremacist and I hate robots. Mm-hmm. That's right, you want to cut them open and get all that delicious blood out of there. Yeah, gotta get you that blood to, out of there. You just want to study Data rather than letting him serve aboard the Enterprise. Exactly, I think he should be taken apart and studied for medical science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so should all of his various oh, daughters, or whatever Picard Season 1 was about. 
Oh, yeah. Does he have more kids? Oh, yeah. man. He had, a, a, I guess, daughters, maybe just clones. It's unclear. That season was bad. <laughs> oh, my God. If they were all played by Brent Spiner in <laughs> Wigs, that would be fucking incredible. God, they, they are really stretching credulity with, like, finding ways to still cast him in Star yeah. Trek stuff because it's almost never as Data. It's always, right. like, some guy who's the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of the guy who invented Data or whatever. I'm like, come on. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Uh, poor Brent Spiner. I genuinely feel bad for him that, A, he had to have, like, the most uncomfortable makeup in his role for a million years. But also, B, like, he had to get cast as the one character who's not allowed to get any older, so he can never really come back as that character anymore because his human body is old now. Yeah. That's very sad. Oh, well. <laughs> well, we have pretty good de-aging technology now. That's true. You could make him a baby-faced, baby-headed Michael Douglas <laughs> like in fucking The Avengers. I think it would be fine <laughs> to just kind of, like, smooth his wrinkles because they already put silver cake makeup on him. It's true, but yeah. he's like... Again, this is not me attacking Brent Spiner, who I think is great and is one of the best people to follow on Twitter. You attack and dethrone Brent Spiner. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but, like, as you get older, you tend to get a little bit, like, uh, pudgier around the edges, like, just <laughs> not as slim, yeah. um, which is normal and fine, and, like, I think he looks great for a man of his age, but, like, he does not look like Data. <laughs> well... All you do is you write in some bullshit about how Data decided to go through an aging process to see what it was <laughs> like, right? Yeah, he he trained in the hyperbolic time chip. Yeah, he got the Asian chip installed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're they're making up stuff worse than that every day on Star Trek. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you nothing. sound like a political attack ad, Louisa. <laughs> Uh, these Star Trek elites mm-hmm. making up worse th- stuff every day. <laughs> but how do you choose a crystal is my main question. Whichever one vibes with you, right? Mmm, there's a good answer. Yeah. I say I'll go with the method you usually use as a kid when you go to the toy store and you see they have crystals, which is you get the one you can afford. You put all of the crystals in front of you and put a blindfold on yourself, and whichever <laughs> one you're naturally drawn to is your crystal. <laughs> Exactly. I think the only right answer for everyone is Crystal Pepsi. Am I right, everyone? Mm, I think you're wrong, because it's out of business, because you didn't buy enough Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, Matt. I thought they brought it back. Did it go out of business they again? They brought it probably? back, like, three years ago, and everyone yeah. was like, what is appealing about this? And then yeah, like, they, yeah. Said, they said, just kidding, a limited time. We meant it, it was a limited time thing the whole we were, time. We were joking, and you believed we're us. Not we're not suckers. We're not owned. <laughs> yeah, it's actually you who's owned. Um, have you guys seen this new space flavored coca-cola yeah i've seen it it's and all right. it makes me so fucking angry nobody can explain to me what it tastes like yes they don't say anywhere it tastes kind of like burnt sugar a little bit like oh, almost like a graham crackery flavor fucking nightmare people how <laughs> fucking dare you yeah your coca-cola already tastes like nothing like it tastes like its own torturous disgusting sludge <laughs> and then to be like but this is a new flavor. What does it taste like? Space. Fuck you! Yeah. What space ingredients are in there, buddy? Yeah. Ugh. How dare you? Uh, I just want a normal cola that tastes like cola. Mm-hmm. No thanks. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Dr. Pepper only for Louisa, Mountain Dew only for Matt. No, no, yep. no brown sodas. Uh, actually, no sodas at all, but yeah. especially not the brown well, sodas. Well, you got to try that nitro Pepsi now, because it... That's what I hear, because it tastes flat, which I like. It bubbles. Yeah, I don't uh, It has very, 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 very tiny nitrogen bubbles, which don't count. I might as actually of, try it. As of, I think today, actually, it has now been six months since I had any soda at all. Wow. Ooh. Not even a wild, clear. Huh? Oh, do you count uh, like a Lacroix, or do you still drink those? No, I I still have seltzers sometimes, okay. but no no sugar sodas at all. No uh, no artificial sweeteners either. I mean, I've had artificial sweeteners in other things that aren't sodas, right. but none yeah. in sodas. Huh, that's fun. Good job. Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like it should have improved my life in some way, but instead, it didn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, that'll happen. You always want to be like, yeah, I stopped drinking Mountain Dew, and that's the only thing I did, and I lost 60 pounds, and now I'm not in pain all the time anymore, but no. Yeah. yeah. I always feel that way with coffee, because I, I don't I don't think I can become addicted to caffeine. I'm going to make that bold statement, because if oh, okay. I don't have it, You're I don't immune. miss it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I don't have it, I don't miss it. So there'll be times where I'll go for like a week without any caffeine, and then I'm like, it didn't improve anything and i would kind of like some coffee so i guess i'll just have coffee again <laughs> you're also one of those you people can who can drink time you want right yeah yeah you can drink coffee in the afternoon without it hurting you which is also very bizarre yeah mm-hmm. but i i want like better benefits like ooh, coffee's so evil if i give it up then all these benefits but there aren't any really yeah no coffee's good for you <laughs> You need to get addicted to cocaine, Louisa. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what I need to do. Just quit up. doing cocaine. You'll be like, oh, my hair isn't falling out anymore. I don't think cocaine makes your hair fall out, does it? Mm, only one way to find out, Jeff. Well, my hair's already all fallen out, so... Jeff, you Not have your to quit face cocaine. Hair. I never will. <laughs> I can quit whatever I want don't... to, and I don't want to. It's his defining characteristic. If there's one thing Jeff is about, it's doing cocaine. Yep, my main That's thing. why he drinks so much Coca-Cola, just for that that trace amount of coca leaves. Yeah, I need it for my blood. Yep. <sighs> well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Mm-hmm. Sorry uh, if you, about yeah. why your choices that you made. Yeah, sorry about Jeff. Hey. <laughs> we'll, we'll send a card around to apologize to you about Jeff. I'm not sorry about me. Oh, controversial. <laughs> I'll never uh, if you, apologize. <laughs> if you like the show, or if you want to apologize for Jeff, you can uh, uh, rate and review us on iTunes and just say sorry about Jeff in your review. <laughs> no, don't. We'll forget why and we'll be real upset. <laughs> yeah, I'll worry. Okay, I don't want to cyberbully Jeff, so just say sorry about Matt in your review. That'll be fine. I won't get upset by that, I'm sure. Oh, thank you for taking that one for me. Yeah, of course. Yes, <laughs> sorry about Matt is funnier anyway, I think. Um, because I'm the real bully. Uh, anyway, tell your friends about the show so that they can listen to it and then say, why did you recommend this to me? This is not very good. And then you'll have a topic of conversation for hours, probably. True. You can art, you can yell at them that their opinions are wrong, which is what everyone loves to do with their friends. You can have minutes of conversation about crystals. Yep. 
the older I get, the more I wish there was just a way to have a topic of conversation. So I think that would really help. Even if you both hate the podcast, you could talk about it. I think that's the reason why we still have a premise on this show is because yeah, Matt that's what also, also hates the idea of doing something without a topic of conversation. It just needs to have some reason for us to do it. I just don't think that us just talking about what we did the previous week is interesting to anyone. Not even me. And I'm. Mm, we're getting us. feedback saying that it is, though. Yeah, so. everyone likes but it. That makes no sense. Who gives no, a shit what I do? It really doesn't make sense. But you okay. know, people are sickos. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's not get on this path again where we start abusing our listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. We already yeah, instead of abusing me, week. Matt Heron, by saying sorry about Matt in your reviews for this Yeah, podcast. Matt loves it. He's a real sicko. I for do. It. I'm the sicko. Mm. Twist. Uh, um, anyway. Uh, do that. Thank if you, you. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. All my stuff is at weaponizedlanguage.com. And talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please come back next time. In the meantime, though, don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. I don't know if other people are going to be into it. You have to know how to horse. thought you were going to launch it to your uh, singing uh, you tagline. Somebody once told me. <laughs> you were like, Aah. and I thought you were going to start singing a song. What this song would that be? Is the story of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's Wang Chung tonight. The oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a better one. <laughs>